everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt and I'm your host. On today's episode, we're talking about dealing with change, but specifically I had a listener ask me the question, Michelle, how do you personally deal with change? Knowing that I am basically a change agent, uh, I run a business that helps people and groups and systems go through the change process. Uh, and that made me, made me think a little bit. Uh, and now I have three things. These are the three things that are involved in every single change that I have. So I'm going to tell you what the three things are and I'm going to give you a reflection at the end. So you might want to take some notes on this one. And I promise you that when you have these three things um, kind of settled in your mindset, you're going to be able to handle any change that comes your way. Okay? Awesome. Enjoy. All right. So somebody asked me the other day, how do you prepare best for change? Uh, Knowing that, you know, I'm kind of a change specialist, uh, but that's also, you know, I walk a lot of people through change. But the question really was, how do I, Michelle, uh, prepare best for change? So I thought I'd uh, do a quick teaching on this. And there's really three things. And you know what? I know I've done teaching on each one of these three things, but I've not done a teaching on how they're interrelated and how it relates to me. Okay. So, um, let's just start with this. One thing is clear that change is a part of the world, even without a global pandemic. Okay. There are a lot of people who think that, you know, with the pandemic, like, Oh my goodness, we're all just focusing on, you know, changing and pivoting and, you know, creating the best of a bad situation. Uh, guess what? That's been happening forever. As long as people have been around, that has been happening. Okay. And the people who are better at doing that are more successful in this life. And quite frankly, as the future unfolds, they will be the most successful people. So how you deal with change is huge. And there's three things I want to share with you today. And they're all about your thinking. Okay. So the first thing is, uh, how do you view change? So this is talking about perception. What is your relationship to change? Somebody once said, you know, you open a door and another one closes. Um, So my question to you is, are you feeling stuck somewhere? Are you feeling like you've met some resistance? Uh, I think about a friend of mine. He's been on a, a health journey for a while and he's been steadily losing weight for the last six months and he's on a, a plateau and he's, you know, feeling some resistance. He's like, what's happening? And so he's going through and, and making some different changes to kind of reset his body. Um, is there a place where you feel vulnerable? So I'll be honest that there's a a couple of different places in my life and that I feel a little bit vulnerable and not like in a good way. (laughs) I feel vulnerable as in, "Mm, we maybe need to shore up this area a little bit. Okay. Um, And so those are key indicators for you to say, hmm, I think I need a change. But how you feel about change is really going to make a difference uh, if you are going to be unstuck, if you're going to, you know, uh, meet and, and succeed that resistance, or if you're going to remain vulnerable or, or you make some changes to be stronger. So in essence, we want to, you know, if you're, you're feeling stuck and you're feeling vulnerable, we want to feel our feelings. 
Okay, we don't want to discount those. We want to feel the feelings and we want to open the door to new possibilities. And, you know, if you just get stuck in the feelings and you don't open the door to new possibilities, that's your relationship with change. If you don't feel the feelings and you open the door and you just go charging through, guess what? The feelings are coming with you through the new door. That's your relationship to change. Okay. If you, um, you know, there's some personality styles out there and I'll be honest, I'm, I'm one of them on the disc profile, the personality profile. If you're not familiar with that, just Google D I S C or send me an email and I'll, we'll talk. Um, but the S type personality who is, uh, reserved and people oriented, great listener, great, um, coach and support staff. And, um, somebody who really wants to see that the team wins and that there's peace and harmony and all of that. Um, unfortunately the S's have a really hard time changing, um, because they want everything to stay the same all the time. Peace and harmony. Hey, wait a minute. We just got to a place of peace. We don't want, you know, more disequilibrium. But that is the only place where growth comes from. So new isn't always bad. You might want to check yourself on that one. How do you relate to that statement? New isn't always bad. Okay. So how you, how you view change, your perception of change, the way you think about it is huge. So before you need to make a change, it's best to wrestle with this view of change right now, because if you've got to wrestle with that view while making changes, it's very difficult. Um, you know, some people look at change and then immediately go to this place of, uh, <laughs> What, what should I, I know or do, um, you know, what, what do I need to know or do to have whatever this thing is that I want? Right. Um, so for example, when the pandemic hit, you know, I immediately went into, okay, how am I going to transition? You know, 90 live events got canceled. So how am I going to transition? How am I going to make money? Uh, and that's normal, right? The only difference between me and a lot of people is that there were a lot of people that said, oh my gosh, I got to make this change. Who has made this change before? They'll tell me what to do. That, that might not be the best way to look at it. Okay. So what I did was I said, okay, how do I want to transition? First of all, I know I've got to do something online, but before I went into somebody teach me how to do this online thing, I said, wait a minute, what do I want? Well, I want to serve people at the highest level, just like I was doing when I was in person. Well, what does that mean? Well, what topics do they need? Right? So I'm going through and I'm thinking about what do I want to do? And once I got there, I was like, Hmm, Okay, now what tools do I need in order for that to happen? Then I started asking questions. So what happens when you're going through a big change like this is that oftentimes, uh, you know, let's say a health journey, right? You're looking to lose some weight. You'll go, okay, I got to reach out to somebody outside of myself who knows how to lose weight and they'll tell me what to do. Well, no, not really. You need to check in with yourself first and say, what do I already know? What can I already do that's going to help me lose weight? So before you buy the gym membership, ask yourself, can you go for a walk every day? And then once you've been successful or once you're on the road to knowing this is my path and my purpose, then you can be very specific about asking for help. But sometimes we get wrapped up into gurus and teachers and all that, that will, um, are, it's 
they're telling us what to do, right, from their own experience, but that might not be your answer. Okay, so I would encourage you before you reach out to an expert helper, celebrate, first of all, how far you've come to even get to this point. Okay, think about your own awesomeness. Um, Think about what you already know and do that's going to help you. When you put yourself in this frame of mind, um, it increases your energy, your vibration. Um, You you know and trust yourself more and you begin to ask better questions of those helpers. So I'm not saying you have to do it on your own. I would never say that. However, when you go seek that helper, you'll have better questions for the conversation. Okay. Now I'm, I'm giving you this from my own personal experience as a learner and grower that every time I go to a mentor with a specific question, I always leave feeling much better and and knowing I'm on the right path. When I have people come to talk to me, you know, in dozens of sessions every week, and they don't have a really good question, um, I'm always going to turn it back on you. Because I know that the val the, how do I say this? Uh, the, the type of question, the quality of the question you ask shows me the quality of the thinking you've had before you ask the question. So I can tell by the kind of question you're asking whether you've done your thinking or not. So if, if I turn that back on you and say, all right, go, go do your own thinking, you'll know, Hmm, I haven't quite got down to the nitty gritty of it yet. Okay. It's not a, not a bad thing. It's not a judgment thing. It's just, you got to do your homework before you go see a helper. And, you know, um, you can, when you uh, acknowledge your own awesomeness and what you've done up until this point and really do that thinking, you can notice and accept your current level of perfection before you move on to the next level of perfection. And there's something about that where you take regular stops in your journey and you celebrate. Okay, so the third concept is quieting your mind, quieting your mind. When something is new and exciting, there's usually lots of energy around it. And it can be something quote unquote good or bad, but it's, it's new, it's exciting, it's here, it's, it's now, right? There's tons of energy around that. You have got to quiet your mind. So you need to get yourself to a place where you can check in with your heart and your spirit and not let your mind control the show. You've got to get to the point where you can release some of the stress. Again, you know, one of the, the, um, couple of the stressors at the top of the stress test that a lot of people will take is, uh, you know, getting married, uh, buying a new house, having a baby. Those are wonderful things and very stressful. So when you have this new thing happening, you've got to stay in touch with your mind and say, how can I quiet my mind? You want inner peace despite your outward change. Why? Well, focus, clarity, new ideas and solutions, right? And I know I've heard from a lot of people, especially on social media, I've been asking a lot of questions lately about meditation and I've heard over and over and over again, uh, I can't do it, tried it once, didn't work, 
Um, I can't clear my mind. You know, I just can't make my mind be quiet. I'm too, you know, I'm too productive. I can't sit still. You know what? Five minutes a day of stillness and quiet focusing on whether it's your breathing or, you know, a word, right? So you can pick a word to focus on. Um, you can, uh, focus on a picture, right? You can sit for five minutes and look at a picture. Um, it doesn't matter. You've just got to get to a point where you're quieting your mind. I love, well, right now, as I'm recording this, it's really, really cold outside, but I love getting all my cold weather gear on, um, and going out into the woods behind our house and just sitting and focusing. I, I just look around at the trees. You know, I'm, I'm not necessarily, you know, I am focusing a little bit on my breath, but I just look around and I notice and I listen, do something that's going to quiet your mind because that helps a lot for, for the change process. So the three things are check your perception on change. Okay. Change is here no matter what. So stop fighting it. Uh, number two is accept your awesomeness and get ready to be even more awesome. And number three is quiet your mind. I promise you, if you do these three things, uh, you know, the result is that you're going to make change work for you, no matter what that change is. I would highly suggest that if you wanted to do some reflection to really get to know yourself, ask yourself for each one of those three things on a scale of one to 10, one being low, 10 being high, where are you at? So for example, um, check your perception on change. If you feel like no change is good change, that might be a number one. If you feel like all change is good change, that might be a number 10. Now you get to determine what's a good number for you. So for example, I think, um, you know, on that time frame, maybe an eight or a nine, only because I don't believe all change is good, but I believe that I can make all change work for me. Okay. So again, ask yourself what that number is. What does that mean? You know, what would you like it to be? So if you find yourself a one or a two and you're like, eh, that might be why I'm not having such a good time in this life. And, and you want to raise that number, ask yourself the question, how can I do that? Something will come to you. Uh, you know, number two, accept your awesomeness. How good are you at doing that? One being, yeah, I, I never see that. And 10 being, yes, I'm awesome. Okay. And then quieting your mind. Where are you at with that? Okay. Hey, I hope this was helpful for you today. I hope it got you thinking. Uh, and thank you. Uh, you know, I can't even remember now who the person was that asked, but thank you so much for asking the question. And if you have ideas of topics or ideas of questions, things that you'd like me to talk about on the, the podcast, I'm always open to that. So feel free to shoot me an email and say, yeah, Michelle, can you talk about this? I'd love to. Um, and with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper, have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.